0: two peas on a pod it's a podcast about movies and other stuff two peas on a pod brought to you live from two mississippi movie buffs two peas on a pod exploring films so you can get all the details two peas on a pod here come your hosts jason and dale
1: Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. This is going to be a commando commentary. I'm Jason here as always with Dale. We got our players paused at all zeros, and we're going to do a countdown here. And we can go ahead and get started. I'm going to count down to one and plus press play on one. Three, two, one. All right. You got the all 20th right. Century Fox logo here.
0: Yeah.
2: And the old school one.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Or, you know, the mid eighties old school one. <laughs> uh not a whole lot different than the older one. No, no, it just it doesn't look heavily CGI. Oh yeah. I'm I find it really interesting. This damn movie's from nineteen eighty five. Uh and you know, I was watching American Ninja last night from nineteen eighty five. And yeah. I always watch Invasion USA from 1985. And this thing, the quality of it, the film quality is so much better
3: than those yeah. other
2: two. And uh, the other two look
1: gritty. I
3: think already answered your question.
1: 20th Century yeah. Fox probably helped them.
2: Uh, maybe so. Yeah,
1: I guess so. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a bigger them, budget on than
2: those other two. Uh... Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's got to be it. Um, got a Fraser Crane here. Yeah. Yeah, and some some blonde chick.
3: And uh, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna get all his used
2: condoms out in the litter box. Um <laughs>
3: yeah, I was like no litter this-
1: in there. I bet that. To- like, chat shit, big time,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and dude, all the litter's probably on the floor, like every litter box out there. Dude, did he hear the fucking garbage truck? God, it was like down
1: the road. He's got ears like a fucking hawk. Yeah. Or, yeah and
2: then there's Dylan from Predator. He's gonna have him some fun here. I <laughs> go. I guess it's garbage day. <laughs>
1: Everybody does not know your name.
2: <sighs> Mr. Crane? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Some more of him. I really like that dude. I mean, this is, what, two years before Predator? That's uh, Joe Pesci, I believe. Joe. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, you're right. We're going to have all-star uh, cameos here. All-star cameos in this one.
2: Yeah. See how long he lives here.
1: I'm going to have me some fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Cold weather just going to run around missing an arm. Dude, this would have been badass if a Predator had shown up, like, right now. Oh, man.
1: I should do a crossover.
2: Poor dude. If they had done Predator 2 with him.
1: Yeah. But...
2: I, I'd rather Danny Glover myself. No, I, I actually, you know, I, I rewatched Predator 2 the other day, what was it, last week, and I love it. I love the fact that they went with a totally, like a guy you would not expect, you know. Yeah. So opposite of what you, uh, you know, the mean hands you had in Predator.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, man.
0: Um,
1: yeah, Danny Glover was, like, 50 when he made Predator.
0: Dude, he's still 50. Oh, that's, as I got him. You know, I was thinking about it, like, last night.
2: Like, these movies have black actors in a fucking vlog, like this guy here. And then you have your back on him, who's an alien. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh... Charles S. Dutton from Alien 3.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm
2: a big fan of of Charles S.
1: Dutton.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so many guys.
1: Like, Louis Gossett
2: Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, I watched him with Predator recently. Uh, Not Predator. uh, Punisher.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: We got the guns.
2: We got the guns here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and whip it out here. uh,
0: Oh, man, he's ripping that wall, too. You said this is 85, so this is before Predator, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is two years before Predator. Just one year after Terminator, though.
1: So he was pretty much hitting it big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, This is probably one year. This is probably what, what put him on the map big time was this movie. Yeah.
0: The Austrian uh, oak. Man. The owl. He just cleaves him right in half.
1: Every time he hits a log
3: the owl. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, Watch out for yeah, Daniel Harris. Uh, oh, that's. Oh, uh, uh, no, not Daniel Alyssa Harris. Alyssa Milano. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Yeah, I'm thinking of fucking uh,
2: the other one, uh, the Last Boy Scout. Just, this producer's name, uh, for Joel Silver. Yeah, another movie I watched recently was uh, oh God, uh, the Last Boy Scout, and Joel Silver produced that one too. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Shane
1: Black, Black wrote it. Uh, that's what I was thinking of uh, Daniel Harris from. Yeah, yeah, she was in that. Uh, oh, I was thinking she was
2: in this. I
1: haven't seen this in quite a while,
2: so. Bray Don Chong. Yeah. And Dan Hedaya, who was in Alien Resurrection.
0: Uh, yeah, Vernon Wells, who was also in this. Man, it's hard to
1: picture Arnold wearing some clothes like this. They need to be tighter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Horner, I keep forgetting he did the music for this. I guess he would do uh, Aliens the year after this. So this, you think this was before Who's the Boss? Before one, Before Who's the Boss? Oh, I I don't know,
2: man. I can't remember when Who's the Boss started.
1: I don't remember her being quite that young on that show. I, I
2: was a pretty big fan of that show. Well, man, it's hard for me to remember when sitcoms like that started. Like, uh, you were saying Seinfeld started, what, 89? I didn't realize yeah. it started that early. Yeah, uh, like Golden Girls. My mom watches Golden Girls every damn night.
3: And that started <laughs> in
2: like eighty six. Uh, yeah. Wow. Mark L. Lester. Uh I just watched it. and you just put that picture up on the uh uh Facebook page uh of uh class of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Dude. I had to see Mark L. Lester did that too. Man.
1: I the God, Man, what is that deep? Cream? Cream magazine is what this chick's reading. Yeah, yeah,
2: Cream. That doesn't seem appropriate at all. No, not at all. It seems like something it's not something we would read. <laughs> yeah, back when magazines existed. Yeah, yeah, they're gone now. All the trees are gone too.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: oh shit! He smells trouble. Oh shit. Get out. get, get out
2: I, I just love that a guy who apparently has a huge background of you know, fighting against enemy governments has a house, just all windows. I mean it's perfect for him to get just murdered in. Yeah, that's a hell of a view, man. You can't you can't
1: sacrifice that view for safety. Come on. Uh yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean look at him. That motherfucker can protect himself. That's a theory, little different Terry. Come on. Let's <laughs> well, find it well right we're down. gonna no. hit the house,
2: because that makes a lot of sense. <sighs> I just. But he looks like the new uh, Brawny man here. <laughs> uh, when they got rid of his totally masculine uh, mustache. Oh, they they got rid of it. Oh man, that's weird. Yeah, did. the Brawny man. They got yeah. I I'm not sure why. They got rid of his porn stash. Yeah, I guess uh I guess too many people played mustaches are you know not manly enough anymore.
3: Yeah.
2: I think that's horseshit. Too. But you know, whatever.
1: I think mustaches were so popular in the eighties just because like you could store some cocaine on there. Yeah, flavor savers Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you just, you just, I mean, you just, like, sniff, and there's cocaine, like, just in your mustache.
2: Oh, dude. You're just wired 24-7. You're, like, your hair is, like, jet black, but your mustache is white.
0: (laughs) It looks like you've been eating powdered donuts all night. (laughs) Go, Go ahead, Jimmy. Get, get me fucking the fuck in the house.
3: Dude.
2: Well, he's come a long way here since uh, Hercules Goes Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the name of it, was it? That's one of them. It's Hercules in New York, but I've seen it called Hercules Goes Bananas. Which is the title it needs to be? It
1: <laughs> should be uh, Hercules goes ape shit. Yeah,
2: that Yeah, he just he just fights dudes, you know, in gorilla suits,
0: screaming in German. Oh man! I think I think Ron Silver. Let me look here. Shit. I think he uh
2: I look here. I might be totally wrong here. Joel Silver. Did said Joel Silver, okay, yeah. Joel Silver was also a producer on uh the adventures of Fort Fairlane, which is one I definitely want to do a commentary on. Oh yeah, let's
1: do it.
0: Joel uh, Silver has produced a ton of shit. Yeah, he has. Um Oh shit! Hopped out of the fucking bushes! Get down! And all these trained soldiers are wiped out in less than a minute.
2: I like one dude with an AK. Yeah.
0: Who has a, a Dasher mustache. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that mustache is all that great.
1: You really had to have, like, a... I was having this discussion with my wife recently. You really have to have, like, a massive upper lip to have a good mustache. Like, yeah. mine look stupid with just a mustache, just because my, my top lip is kind of kind of skinny. <laughs> Like, fucking uh, Sam Elliott, man. That dude's got, like, a three-inch gap between Jesus. where his nose Dude. stops and his fucking <laughs> lip starts.
2: His mustache is growing into his mouth. You know, it's trying to strangle <laughs> him. Uh, yeah, my, my mustache, is like, I love the fact that I cannot grow any hair right under in that nostrum, I guess you call it, right under yep. my nose. It won't grow any hair. Ever. I don't get it at all.
0: Uh, not that I care. I should pencil yeah. it in with a Sharpie, though. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Sam Elliott, he's, uh, he's the the bad guy in uh, Justified for this last season. Oh, he's really? Main bad guy. And he doesn't have his mustache. I mean, not only is the dude, like, ancient old as fuck, but he looks stupid without his mustache. He looks like a, a turtle. Like <laughs> He looks like he has yeah. a beak.
2: It's a fucking beak. He droops over? I yeah. know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, he, It's uh, the first time I saw him without a mustache was in uh, We Were Soldiers. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, it was hard for me to get over that, because you're right. I mean, he's got, like like you said, three inches for a nose to whip. <laughs> and it's just drooping around everywhere. Uh, Dude's
1: a badass, man. Like in fucking Roadhouse, and uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's a mustache, man. Uh, yeah, he does. He he really does. Uh, I think the earliest thing, yeah, I see Joel Silver produced Roadhouse too. There we go. Well, uh, but uh, the earliest thing I, I, I remember seeing Sam Elliott was Frogs.
1: Oh wow! I didn't realize he was in
2: that. Yeah. I haven't seen that since
1: probably the 80s, man.
2: Oh, damn. It's uh, a weird damn movie. uh,
1: Man, no way this fucking Chevrolet could take this kind of damage. God, Jesus. uh,
0: This thing would have broken every axle on that vehicle. I wonder how many of those they had to go through for this one scene. God, at
1: least a few, man.
2: I'm I don't that, that. Yeah, that, well... That, that <laughs> good come bad. on. Come on. Give me a break. That's
1: on fire. That's gonna...
2: Uh, I mean,
1: you, you blow a fucking axle on a speed bump these days, man. This dude jumped like 50 feet in the air. Yeah. Made the fucking General Lee look like a piece of shit.
3: <laughs>
2: well, it's like, uh, you know, I was watching... Um, American Ninja last night and uh he gets on a motorcycle. Michael Dudikoff does yeah. and he uh, he ramps and and you could tell it's obvious like he when the motorcycle hits the ground, it looks like a dummy is on it, but it it crushes itself into the earth. Right? it's obviously <laughs> destroyed right there. Yet the next scene <laughs> is him driving away on it. Right. It's totally perfect. I mean, yeah. Dude. I mean it was it was something that you couldn't hide. Usually they could hide that or cut away. They didn't do that with us. Right. They showed all of it. Is that a is that a Canon picture?
1: Uh yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Canon is, is uh was eighty five and uh so was Invasion USA was too, I think. Yeah. The other ones you named. Uh my... In that canon documentary, man, they were saying, like, there wasn't even any, like, food like, on the on the set. Like, they wouldn't even provide food for these people. Like, for the main crew.
0: Wow.
2: I still really want to see that documentary.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd like to buy it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's any plans to release it in the States, but
2: why is this asshole wearing chain mail? I, I was about to
1: say the same thing, man. It's
2: he's it chain mail or, or
1: fishnet. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, he's Whatever he's
2: got going on, <sighs> not working for him. Yeah, his mustache probably tastes like the cabana boy just been <laughs> Oh, man.
3: There
1: <laughs> He has his dog tags on a dog collar. <laughs>
2: And then you got that crazy asshole. I love that guy. He was uh can't remember his name right off the bat. The guy who was also in the Warriors. Okay. Uh and he's got his uh pants hiked up to his tits. You'll see him in a <coughs> second
0: here. Fuck are you Oh man, zoom in on his ass as he walks away. Oh, or his daughter, okay. Is that Andy Dick? <laughs>
3: uh
2: I think Andy Dick was probably like five years old then too. Yeah. Still snoring cocaine. Yeah. And 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 copious amounts of penis. <laughs> but uh no, that guy, that guy was also in the Warriors. He was awesome, because I watched uh, John Wick the other night. I watched a shitload in the last week. but uh, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was one of the doctors
2: that one. Yeah, He well, he was in that. He had a cool cameo in that. It's great to see him again, because I haven't seen him in a movie in, like, God, 25, 30 years. Yeah. But he's still out there.
0: Look at him. He's... <sighs>
2: He's one of those character actors I love to see. Even though he's like three feet tall apparently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he sure does look short. Yeah. Compared to these average height other guys. Look at that. Schwarzenegger's what, like five eleven?
0: I'm not I'm not even sure. Or maybe six feet. yeah, that guy was also in The Adventures of Ford Fairland. That's
2: some crazy pervert. Got old Quincy Jones in here. Yeah, dressed up like uh, Miami Vice. <laughs> and like he's going exploring. <laughs> he's got a, one of those oh. fucking
1: explorer
0: hats on, whatever you call it. Yeah. Why the hell was he wearing that? Was that ever in Vogue?
2: I don't know. I'm sure it was, man. Like we
0: said, cocaine. Yeah. He just has it in his hair and all the cast just starts snoring his head. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I've seen that guy in a lot of stuff. A little short guy you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, he's He's excellent, man. I see that chick right there?
2: Fuck, she was in something I just watched. I think uh, the the airline chick who was there, I guess checking their tickets.
3: Yeah. She I see played it.
2: the uh she played Bruce Willis's wife in uh the the Last Boy Scout.
1: You're right, man. You're right. And she's done some other uh, stuff, too.
2: Yeah. That's just interesting to see you in a small role like that, but, you know, I guess uh, Joel Silver, you know, whoever they had, you know, people they get depend on, so they call them up and give them, you know, first dibs on these roles.
0: Yeah.
2: That's the way it should be, honestly. That's totally, totally cool. Uh,
0: Jesus Christ, dude. Man, yeah, she's young in this movie, too.
1: Yeah. She looks a lot older just a few years later in uh Last Boy Scout.
2: Yeah, that's that's why I had to think on it for a second. Oh, there we go. He's, he gave him a little, a
0: little movie there. <laughs> Take a nap. Yep,
1: he was in uh, John Wick. Man, that dude has done all kinds of shit. Uh,
2: His name's uh,
1: Patrick Kelly, by the way.
2: There we go. It's like an Irish name, a very Irish name.
0: (coughs) I mean, so (coughs) much stuff.
1: Television and film. Oh, he was T-Bird in The Crow.
2: Yeah. Dude, that's something I need to see again. I haven't seen that since the late '90s.
1: I haven't either. It's been quite a while. Man, man. he's got some awesome character names. His name was Drop Shadow in Wild and Wild at Heart. <laughs> Drop Shadow—that's a hell of a fucking awesome name, man.
0: Dude, I guess
1: seen you that
2: just movies? go for him. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. No,
1: you would like that, absolutely. That's some some classic Nicholas Cage.
0: Shit, sure, who was it? Uh, I'm just taking a stab here. Is that is Rob Lowe in that? am I, totally I don't wrong? think so, man. Let me. Uh... Okay. No.
1: Will Smith. Lots of other folks were in there. What year or was that? that?
2: 90. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, if it's got Nick Cage, I definitely did see it. Yeah. Nick
1: Cage, he has a fucking snakeskin jacket in there. Oh, man.
0: Laura Dern is the uh, lead female. Huh. You know, whenever I see this airport scene in this, I always
2: think of running Man. You know when he's trying to get on the plane to get the hell away.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know why I do. I mean, it's not like airports are rare. Uh, there we go. I like that animated
3: of Schwarzenegger
0: <laughs> falling a thousand. That's feet real. Into That's the real. Swamp. Yeah, you can think of that. You can think of. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Die
1: Hard too. Die Hard Two had some good
2: airplane scenes. Yeah, uh, you know i I've been looking uh, to get the first three Die Hard movies because I don't have them. Oh yeah, and, uh, I, uh, I I totally I know I've read it at some point a while back, but I totally forgot that uh, Randy Harlan directed Die Hard Two.
1: Yeah. Uh, Die I Hard think, is a really good sequel. I even like Die Hard Three.
2: Well, see, I do, too. I've seen all three of those. I don't yeah. want these last two, though. I just don't want anything to do with them. No, that's um, not, not too good. Well, uh, FYE up here had those... You know when they used to make those uh, two-disc, fixed special editions? Oh, uh, yeah. Some of those movies? Yeah, well, in the gray clamshell case? Yeah. Uh, they had Die Hard 1 and 2 up there. Uh, and I, I almost picked them up just because of the special features on those along. But uh, that first one looked like it was covered in doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> doo-doo!
3: <laughs>
1: man, you could hide uh, a roll of quarters in that dude's cleft in his
2: chin. I know. I know, man. I
0: just want That's
1: a hell of a chin.
0: Look at that. Look at that whole oh, butthole there.
2: <laughs> dude <laughs> see now I can't not look at it
1: yeah I just want to insert quarters into
0: it uh, do a credit card swipe in it <laughs> um Yeah, I I, I kind of wish I'd asked Radar Chong about this movie.
2: Although I'm sure she's been asked a million questions about it.
1: I do, too. Uh, I, I didn't really want to, you know... I mean, like I said, the stuff I
2: really wanted to get signed, she didn't even have. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. She, her table was full of pictures, but uh, she didn't have those you wanted.
1: Like uh, Soul Man and yeah. uh, Tales from the Dark Side,
2: of the movie. And, you know, I see that pisses me off even more about the vendors thing. Because if that had been done well, we could have gone down there and probably found something.
3: And yeah. brought it
2: back up there and hit it aside, which is something I wanted to do. I was thinking about this, like, yesterday, how pissed off
1: I was. And I got mad about it all over again. I just... Yeah. It, uh, uh, um, total, total bad taste in my mouth.
2: Dude, I, you know, I've been avoiding Wizard World just because of how huge it apparently is, but I'd imagine they have their shit together. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, of course, New Orleans has bigger venues than Pensacola does. Yeah. So. Shit, they could
0: have that shit in the Superdome, man. That's exactly what I was thinking. Be plenty of room in there. You know, granted, yeah. you probably
1: get, you know, raped a few times before you were able to get in and out, but...
2: Well, dude, I mean, if you're going to the New Orleans to not get raped, you're going to the wrong place. True, true. You're going to the wrong place. I mean, it's part of it. I mean, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, your, your holes are currency. It's, you know, get you some crawfish, get you a piece of king cake, a beignet, and some rape.
3: <laughs>
1: some side well, of A side of rape. That dude's wearing a great suit, by the way. Oh, oh the little dude? Yeah. Has some, like, crazy-ass pattern on it.
0: Oh. Get out! You know, I, I honestly wish he had been the main villain in this. Because it would have been funny having, like, you know,
2: a six-foot-on Schwarzenegger going up against a two-and-a-half-foot leprechaun, demented
3: leprechaun.
2: Dude, Uh, he ripped mm -hmm. the seat out of that
1: fucking car. Like, it wasn't even attached. Like, he just, like, lifted it out.
2: (sighs) Oh. He is quite a beast. He is. He is. uh, I have to admit, I have... Since it was in those shorts about 15
0: minutes ago, I've had a, I've had a chub the whole time. <laughs> Get your stupid seat out of here. And he's still like, just as tall as she is, like
2: sitting on, I don't know, some yeah. fucking
1: sprockets down there.
2: Uh, dude, uh, it can't be comfortable. It's probably whatever holds the seat up. It's just firmly implanted between his cheeks. Yep that yeah. he's actually steering the car with his ass.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like the
1: Flintstones car, like he's he's paddling the car. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. His legs are under there, actually. <laughs> he's just running down the highway.
1: I would imagine, though, after uh, Terminator... Like they probably didn't want him to play the bad guy again for a while. Because think about it: after the first Terminator, yeah, after the first Terminator, he was pretty much the good guy for the rest of his, you know, film career.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, even in the Terminator movies, you know. Well, even in Terminator Two, yeah, from Terminator yeah. Two on. You're I hadn't I mean, even yeah. thought of that. I mean, you know, the, the bad
1: guy never really, I don't know, hold up to that kind of esteem, you know. Even in, like, wrestling and stuff, you know, Hogan was the most popular because he was a good guy, you know.
2: Yeah, and then he did that stupid-ass Hollywood Hulk yeah. Hogan thing. Yeah. Damn, I, I remember when that happened, and I thought it was just the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. For him to do that. And he, he kept doing it for, like, years. You know? Yeah. And he, he kept I wasn't, having sex with his daughter's friends and shit. I mean, he just yeah. turned to a total tool.
1: <laughs> I wasn't really into wrestling at the time. He broke my heart
3: when he did that. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Hey, you you laugh, man. I bet it broke a lot of hearts. Seriously.
2: Oh, dude, I know it did. (laughs) I mean, it really
1: hurts people.
2: Yeah, I've seen people who are into that shit. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I just, I've never been able to understand that. Because I I don't usually get, like, irritated with stuff. The only time I've ever been irritated, like, really irritated with anything, in a TV show or anything,
0: was uh, the end of... uh, Season uh, four, of Dexter. Uh, was
1: that the the season with John Lithgow? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that ending left me angry. <laughs> really? Yeah, we really did. I wasn't angry. Uh, I was
1: really, I was really more shocked and sad.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it was all of that for me too. You know, I just I wasn't expecting that, right? Uh, for them to do that, and uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not knocking it. That that was an excellent season of television. It really was. They yeah. they did it how they should have done it. They did they did something that I don't think many people would have had the balls to do. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 to their credit. definitely. Uh, but I was just like, Christ, man. <laughs> It it bothered me for a little while after watching that. Yeah.
1: I don't think that Dexter would have uh, gone on as long as it did if it wasn't for such a good season.
2: Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, season one was really good. Two was fine. Three was not all that great. And uh, four, I think, pumped a little more life into it. And yeah. it just straggled on for the next, what was it, three or four seasons after that?
0: So three or four more. I think it was eight. Eight, really. Huh. You gotta double check, then. I'm pretty sure, man.
2: Uh, you're probably right, man. I watched season five after that, but I don't remember much of it. And I
0: haven't watched, you know, the rest of it. Eight Seasons, man. Dude, that's Swanson's back there. I think that's an ice cream place. I keep thinking of Swanson's.
2: What was that ice cream place over there next to DeVille? Wasn't it Swanson's? Wasn't it Swanson's? Okay. Or was it Swanson's? Okay, I'm getting mixed up with that. It it must have been Swanson's, I think. Yeah, I know it had, like, sandwiches and ice cream. Oh, was what I loved about going in there is it looked like it had not been renovated at all since, like, 1978. Even the menus were faded. You know, they, they were the same menus they'd
0: had for like 20 years. Yeah, my parents loved that place. It was a good place. About to watch Matrix fuck a boy up fuck up these security guards.
2: Oh. Uh, those uh, security guards are... Uh, you don't see any like that in real life. They're about 200 pounds too high.
0: Yeah.
2: And they're, they're not, not, not golf on Segway's. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah what well <laughs> that?
1: We're both going okay. to the same place. <laughs> Get, the,
0: Get yeah. the hell
2: out of that telephone booth.
0: There we go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> get, get out! God damn! Jesus.
1: That thing's like made out of plastic. You can see when it was rolling around there. He like lifted up this 50 pound thing like he was such a boss.
2: Dude, I think it was like solid steel. I think yeah. it's got to be like 600 pounds.
1: <laughs> Look at it. It's rolling around. It's like Fiberglass or
0: something. Like, as light as they could possibly make it. And they still made that dude, that
2: Patrick Kelly dude, sit in there. Yeah. Ripped it up.
1: That dude probably weighs 100 pounds soaking wet.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah. I'm curious what more
2: this is.
1: Oh, shit. You know what it is? Um, Fuck. Somebody was telling me about it. I want to say it's in Florida somewhere. Oh, shit. I remember somebody telling me that it it wasn't far from their house.
0: Uh, A friend of mine. Around Miami? I want to say so, yeah. Maybe like
1: Palm Beach or something.
0: I mean, look up the
1: filming
2: locations. What, okay, well, where the hell did he live then? Because he lived in a very mountainous area. Fuck, like, I don't know, and man. I don't, you know, this
1: shit's not, like, uh, accurate.
0: Well, I, I know that, but, I mean, you're probably right. I just, uh... I, I don't know, man. I that would just be Sherman, they had him living like in Boston.
1: Sherman Oaks Galleria, it's in Los
2: Angeles. Okay, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking.
0: Oh, you may be
2: thinking of the mall that's in Invasion USA, because that's in Florida. That may be it. That it's was in, been... uh, around, uh, shit, around Jacksonville, I think. Okay. Because, uh, an old friend of mine grew up there, and he was telling me about that. I may okay. not have been there. It may have been, like, Tampa or something, but... Invasion
0: yeah, USA was filmed in Florida and Georgia. This is uh Fast Times, the Richmond High, Valley Girl. What is that? What are you talking about the mole? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Night of the Comet was there too. That's pretty cool. Back
1: to the Future Part Two, uh, Terminator Two, Judgment Day, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, Jesus Enter- Christ.
3: That's
1: a lot of movies. Chopping Mall. Of course, Chopping Mall was there, <laughs> and uh, the film Inter Space was filmed there too. Really, dude, that's a lot of like classic movies that are shot there.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, classic definitely. in my
1: opinion. I mean, Fast Times and uh, Back to the Future, Terminator 2, those are legit classics. You know, you can't even dispute that shit. Yeah, Chopping Mole. I mean, I would say Chopping Mole is a classic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I. you know, it's all stuff from our, uh, you know, from our childhood. Yeah.
0: Uh, He's been chasing this dude for like 24 hours. And these were he needs more one-liners. he's looking for a spot of gold, I think.
1: <laughs> Them driving that shit when it was on two wheels is hilarious.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. He crashed to that pole, and it looked like he smashed Ray Dog's face right into
2: the the, uh, the headboard there. <laughs> there we go. He's like, are you okay? Her brains are just spilling out everywhere. He's trying to hold them in her head.
0: I'm worried what he does to this fucker. Oh, here comes one of the best one-liners. Man, that's a hell of a drop. Yeah. Man, I don't care how strong he is. No way you
1: can lift somebody like that. No way, dude.
2: dude just just 800 pounds.
1: Uh, the sheer uh, awkwardness of the body, you know.
2: <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I'm leaning like over like that?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, there. no way, man. With one arm? There we go. Oh, damn. He just broke the axle for the fifth time. I'm a boss.
1: It was a team of, like, 12 guys pulling on a fucking cable that pulled that thing
2: over, man. I think he did it all by himself. Yeah. I think everything he does, he just, he just, he, it's like a Wrangler just for Arnold. It just sends him into a rage, and he starts pushing shit around, then they drank him.
1: This is the same guy that says, when I feel the pump, It's, like, coming.
2: Oh, dude, fuck yes.
1: That's something else we need to do
2: a uh, commentary on. I don't think I can hold it together to do a commentary on that (laughs)
3: movie.
2: I like that uh, matted moon back there.
0: You know, as bad as it Uh, looks, man, I don't have a problem with it. No, 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 I'm not. I just um, I just find it interesting that they do that for some of them. Yeah. The,
2: the best matting I've ever seen for a movie was like an Evil Dead 2. Where it's massive. It's like yeah. right up on the fucking uh, cabin. Oh, I, I know yeah, in yeah. the movie is supposed to you know, be surreal and stuff like that. But it's just funny to me. There yeah. you go. Is Dr.
0: Fishnance right there. <laughs> Have you seen Chopping Mall? Yeah, yeah, I watched it a couple of years ago. I've got that big ass uh,
2: collection with all that stuff on there. Oh, you've got it's the multiple like right? and all that? Yeah. Yeah. 2 is a piece yes. of garbage. But uh Oh <laughs> dude. I love that guy who plays Bud 'cause he was uh
0: he was beef in uh Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> I just love that that's one of like the first horror movies I can remember watching. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh man. And being scared uh, by it. I was scared, man. My my Bud? Not not Bud, the other the other Chud. Everything else. Yeah, Bud was a
0: bit over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to watch it again a couple of years ago and I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> it
3: was
1: it was before I got that multi pack and I found it to watch online
2: somewhere. Um oh, man. Wrong. I love this hotel. That gaudy ass looked at this hotel. Yeah. That looks great. But, uh, yeah, man, with those packs, it's always a crapshoot. Like, I can only watch certain ones out of it, and then there's others, like, I mean, it's, it's painful to sit there like 10 minutes of.
1: Yeah, it's usually a really odd pairing, too. It's like, it's it's just like a big collection of shit they haven't released yet, or shit they haven't released in a while, but they have the yeah. rights to. It's like, let's just pile all this. You know, uh, they're, you know, they're they're kind of similar, I guess.
2: Well, too, that one's horror, and they put Class of nineteen ninety nine on yeah. there. That. That's where I watched it on. Yeah, and I don't even consider that horror. That's more sci fi. Nah. Yeah, uh, that's more straight up comedy. Oh, dude, it's... I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Because you had those, the three uh, teachers. You know, you have that one dude, uh, Patrick, Patrick, Kirkpatrick. Oh, yeah. Who uh, was a villain. I think they called him Sandman in Death One. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, You had uh, Pam Greer. I don't even have to say anything else. She's still gorgeous in that. uh and that other guy, can I, I don't know his name, his actor's name. But he played that crazy ass general who was uh, helping uh Chuck Norris in uh Delta Force two. Okay. Uh it was just funny to see them. Uh also love watching Movies like that, like like Class of nineteen ninety nine, like that's that's our class. That's when you and I graduated. Yeah, yeah, that's our year. And uh, it's uh, and it, it's just funny seeing that how dystopian they thought it was going to be, just in a few years. I and mean, you look at uh, Escape from New York, Hell on Earth. Yeah, Brother yeah. Two was getting there. You know, and it's nothing like that. And I was
1: thinking about that today too because I saw uh, the Time Machine. Yeah, the remake, and it's it's only like twenty thirty, you know, and yeah. they're already putting settlements on the moon and shit, you know, and you know, like Back to the Future 2, you know. Uh, most of the films when they thought about the future, it was always like uh, really bleak and you know, like on the verge of apocalypse. Uh mm-hmm. huh.
0: You know, it was I'm like I think about back the to the nineties. Yeah. You know? I think Back
1: to the Future Two actually was a you know, it was one of the only ones that I mentioned I think that doesn't have a you know, really bleak outlook to it.
2: Yeah, I mean it Back to the Future Two, even though it's out there, has I guess the most realistic outlook. You know, even though it, yeah. I do I I guess it depends on what uh well no, I keep I keep thinking this Paradise hotel thing is the future, but that's just a weird version of 1985.
0: But, uh. No, that's the future. Yeah, you are right. Huh? No, that's the future. You talking about the casino thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the future. That's.
2: Um, yeah, I think his dad died and she married Biff. Yeah. yeah. And then they had like his brother was in prison. It was supposed to be him. I mean it was Marty who he apparently sent over to uh um, uh Europe or some shit. It was his it was it was
0: nineteen eighty five for him, but it was that alternate one where Biff had taken over. I keep getting that confused too. Was that but, that, that was no, that, that's what it too, is too, right? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I must
1: be
2: wrong, then. Yeah, I keep, like I said, I think it's the casino port itself. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that's that's just the alternate, 1985.
1: So was that, like, after he
2: came back
1: from the future?
2: Yes. Well, was that, that was the Beth alternate? taking Biff had taken the almanac. Okay, okay, I yeah. got you. Because he, he was going there to get the almanac back from Biff. Yeah, that's
1: kind of confusing, you consider the timeline.
2: Yeah, it it is. Cause,
1: uh he actually did go back to the future at that point.
2: Yeah, finally. Yeah. I mean the title actually I, made sense. Fun. It, I mean the best part of any of those movies though is those fucking handles on Biff's uh doors. And it's Project Paradise, those massive tits.
3: <laughs> Dude.
2: I can't believe I grew up watching that and never noticing that.
3: Yeah.
2: And you think it would have been the first thing I would have noticed? Yeah. You know, yeah. Leave it you to you I see tits everywhere.
1: Leave it to you to miss a big pair of tits.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> if it had been balls, it would have been a different matter
3: entirely.
2: Huge <laughs> dogs everywhere.
1: What if, like, in order to open the doors, it was like? uh... Did you ever see up episode of South Park when Mr. Garrison made his version of the Segway? Yeah. You had to like, you had to like blow the thing to get it to go, and like stick it up your ass to make it drive. Uh, and do the hand job thing with your hands. They were never, like, "Why do you have to do all that? That's just the controls." Well, can't we change it to where it's like not as uncomfortable? No. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That's a great episode. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. He's like blowing Dude. it and taking one up the ass at the same time.
0: Dude. He oh, just hear man. all
2: of them groaning as they're trying to yeah. get into it.
3: Yeah.
0: That's some good stuff, man. Uh. Oh, let's see. Jerry Curls, bandanas, check, check.
2: Dude, you said. That's the motherfucker from uh, Renegade, isn't it? Yeah, hell yeah. Big ass Indian. I'm just going to put him in his fuck
0: closet there. For Fucking Renegade, man. You're pulling some shit out tonight. Dude, he was in something else. Yeah, he like was.
1: another
2: action movie. He had a bigger role than that. I mean, that, it's like...
0: It's like Auto walk up to the scent of something else. And he just punched him in the face. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. Not about hmm. his name. Speaking of that, you know, uh, Lorenzo Lamas was on uh,
1: the, uh, what, The Apprentice? I'm trying to think of the uh, uh, Donald Trump show, reality show. Yeah. I didn't know he that. Was, I think Gilbert Gottfried was in this season. Uh, yeah, I think it was the same same season. Like Geraldo was on there. Oh, really? Right. Like, I like you're all doing those. Them. No, I haven't either. I don't. I don't watch it. Oh,
2: you know, I saw clips of the season that had Gary Busey at Meatloaf. And uh, <laughs> Meatloaf. Did you see that? When he loses his shit. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he's like blaming Gary Busey for taking his crayons or some shit. And Busey <laughs> didn't do it but he won't come out and say he didn't do it. You know, he he just lets to go
0: on and on. <laughs> it's it's fucked up.
2: Speaking of which, man, a show I really want to find, even though they're never going to release it, it's um, Life with Busey.
1: I'd love to watch that, yeah they only made, like,
2: six episodes? Oh, my God, dude. I saw, I think I saw, like, three episodes. And, uh, <laughs> the one that sticks out, because he had that, like, overweight Jewish kid on there? Which was yeah. a great pairing. And, uh, Busey's like, here, we're going to a party. Okay. But they have to go to a party dressed as women. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: So, Busey, like, dresses up like a hideous woman and makes the other kid do it too and they go to this party with all these dudes I don't know what it is with him dressing
0: up as women because he did it in uh, Under Siege Uh, it's like he dressed up as a woman
2: for what should have been like you know maybe a 30 second shot but not get undressed so they just had to keep shooting him and try to fit it into the movie because he's dressed as a woman for like 15 minutes it's just like his thing. He's like, okay, and,
1: and i dress as a woman, right? Right? Want that health to roll? Like, yeah. No, no, we don't need that. But, okay, I'm going to do it anyway, though. <laughs> well, All right, I'm going to tuck my
2: dick. Bet... I'm going to tuck my dick real good. I bet there's uh, deleted scenes from Predator 2 where he does it, too. He's dancing around like Buffalo Bill. All and... right, fuck me. <sighs> God,
3: oh,
2: that would have. Uh, if if they had cast him in that role, doing that, that would have changed the
0: entire tone of that movie.
2: No matter uh-huh. if they kept everything
0: else the same way. Oh, by the way, that guy's name. uh His name is
1: Brent Scombie Richmond. Richmond. Okay. And I believe what you were remembering him from is Hard to Kill.
2: That's it.
0: That yeah, is exactly
2: he, As he goes up against, uh, he tries to get his son. That's what it is. I remember that now.
1: He was in a ton of stuff, though. I mean, he's just not credited. Like, he was in License to Kill. He right. was in uh, The Hero and the Terror, which
0: I just watched the other night for the first time. I think that one has Steve James in it that I,
2: I talked with yeah. you yeah, it does. About it earlier. Yeah,
3: Okay, yeah.
1: That was his, uh, his last film to do for, uh, Gollum and Globus, but not his last film to do for Canon Films.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, and I've read that same thing for Michael Dudikoff, uh, American Ninja 2 was his last one to do for going Columbus. But he did yeah. canon movies till like, 93. I guess pretty much till canon went under. Those guys were
1: like insanely hard to work for, I've heard, man. Really? Because I mean, at least, you know, Chuck Norris and, uh... Um... Oh, fuck. Uh, what's the guy from uh, Death Wish? Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. I mean, at least those guys got, got paid better than most, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they got they got better treatment, because they were, like, the heads of that company, you know? They, they were their all-stars. So, I mean, you just think about all these other folks that weren't, like, big names. They were probably treated like absolute garbage. That's
0: fucked up, man.
2: Yeah, see, that's where uh, the Dark Knight, took that from. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. It it just resembles that. It sure does.
0: Dude, it may have. I mean, Christopher Nolan may have been binge-watching this shit and came up with that.
2: uh, That's just interesting, though, that they would have been so, so tough to work for and yet they had, like, the same people
0: repeatedly.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. It's all, you know, it's all hearsay, but, you know, that's what a lot of the folks were saying in that documentary. And I think a lot of it had to do with just the fact that they were from, uh you know, they were from Israel. Yeah. So it just, you know, different, different work ethic, different, uh, you know, just a different way of looking at things, you know.
2: Right. Like, I've you work for a me, lot of
1: yeah. you know?
2: Yeah. You get your ass in gear, you work for me right now.
3: Instead I of notice you know,
2: a lot of uh, Israeli names in the cast of credits for those. Yeah. Uh not American Jewish names, but you know, Israeli.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I noticed that uh it looked like I know the first American ninja I'd ever made in the Philippines and yeah, who like the second one was too. Yeah. Um, you know, and that just reminded me of when Corman made that bunch of movies in the Philippines in the 70s, you know, with Sid Haig and Pam Greer. Oh, yeah.
0: Those, those are good stuff, too. Have you seen the documentary uh, Machete Maidens? What's it called?
1: It's called Machete Maidens? No. That's a really good documentary about about that, about filming in the Philippines. <sighs> In the seventies and eighties,
2: machete maidens. I'm gonna have to look that up.
1: It's on uh, Netflix Instant, or at least it was. Yeah, I wouldn't have known
2: it, with a name like that. Honestly, I
1: would have thought I know. It
2: I know. One of those stupid names.
1: I, I think it has a subtitle that's like you know, whatever bullshit that went on in the Philippines or something. But the title is Machete Maidens. Okay. And it talks a lot about uh, Corman and a lot of those other folks. It may have
0: talked about gold, uh, Golem and Globus a little bit as well. But, you know, really interesting. Just a different way of doing things down there. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> You know, human life is, is not worth a whole lot. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> We trained on a Cessna. This bitch is like just pulling levers and shit. At least a Cessna is a goddamn airplane. (laughs) Just, just yank everything. Turn the
0: fucking windshield wipers and shit on, dude. They just so they just drove off the end of the pier. (laughs) (laughs) Despite all of that, that's how they died yeah I just drive off yeah I can't imagine this being a whole lot different than a Cessna alright uh, he's just checking on her quick real quick there we go <laughs> he so is <laughs> you know he banged her too yeah he banged everybody yeah yeah. Like, go goes without saying, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that maid was just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the the worst thing to me, man. Is, I mean, why would you have to stoop so low as to do the maid?
2: Oh, you know, I didn't blame his wife for divorcing him as soon as that I could. That's Bill Paxton.
0: Oh wow! What the what? hell? Uh, so that's right after he he was a Terminator as well. Yeah, and he did Aliens a year after this. Uh, it's just interesting, man. You watch stuff like this, you connect all sorts of dots. But there was no going on at
2: that time, you know? It's like it a, big ass, a big ass Kevin
1: Bacon game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. What's she going to do with this? She's going to make a bomb
2: or some shit.
1: Now, that's a mustache right there. That motherfucker's
0: got a killer mustache. Fuck yeah, man. That's his girlfriend for the night. (laughs) <laughs> i take both of them.
1: Yeah, that damn, uh, whatever that is he's wearing really makes him look, uh, look gay.
0: Well, I mean, he looks like he's
2: like ready for a night on the town on a, a gay bar or something. I, I don't know what's going on there, because
1: I don't think it's chain mail. I think it's, like, crocheted fabric.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, he's got, like, a bulletproof vest, and he, which is perfectly fine, and then he Emasculates himself with net, whatever. Looks like something... He's probably back got back a butt plug there. on. Uh, look at that. He's got the mustache. It's like his mustache is, like, trying to crawl down the sides of his mouth.
1: Trying to escape.
0: Yeah. Trying to escape a um, sleaze and- hole. And... It's time of all the butthole he eats every night.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this you know, Dan Hiday. I've seen him in a ton of stuff, too.
0: Yeah? Like, like a share lot of stuff. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Usual Suspects.
2: That's probably one that comes to mind. Yeah, right. it's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs>
1: Something just reminded me of uh, they're doing a Cheers reunion at uh at Horrorhound convention this year. Cheers. Yeah. Wow. It's like George Went and uh, whoever the guy that plays fucking uh, the other one. Not Norm, but the other one. Fucking uh, Postman guy. Oh, uh, John
2: Ratzenberger? Yeah. See, and both of those have
1: been in horror. Yeah, but the convention is Horror Hound.
2: Yeah, I I, I get that. I I can see both of them were in horror movies, but did you just those two? I don't know why they're calling it yeah. the Cheers convention, though. No, uh, it's the Cheers, Cheers reunion. reunion. Because you know, was in uh, Hotel Hell. And uh, really? I know George went was in uh, was one of those Masters of Horror things. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: he was in uh, uh, Family, maybe? One called Family? Uh, that sounds right. That sounds right. It was a
2: really good episode. Uh, dude, that reminds me. You know, when I went to that, that place and that found those uh, DVDs for cheap, they had the Washingtonians episode. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> I almost got it for
1: you.
2: Oh, did you know that I don't like it? No. I, no, I, I, I fucking hate it. it, it out,
1: those are real hit and miss for me, man. I I like a lot of them, but there are some that get way too political and just piss me off. Right.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Dude, I
2: might have to stop and rewind <laughs> and see this right. again here.
0: All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag okay. banana hammock. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Did you see right off screen a Stacey eating that banana? <laughs>
1: Now the now the movie really gets started. Like this is what you've been waiting for right here. Yeah,
3: this is like exactly. straight
1: murder for like forty five minutes.
2: And dude dude the payoff is excellent in this. And I have to point out one thing about this, even though we've got it really low it's a soundtrack for this. You know James Horner did it. It all sounds like Cuban music though. <laughs> It's all like, like, it, it sounds like music from uh, uh Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: man. Which, I, I'm i just going to go on the record saying I love Weekend at Bernie's 2. 2? Really? Yes, I fucking love him. Because if he's dancing like he does, I cannot get enough of that shit.
1: <laughs> That's when he gets like a voodoo curse put on him, right?
3: Yeah.
1: And he, he he's yeah. still dead, obviously.
2: Yeah, he, he, he start playing the music, and he starts flopping around like a dead fish. It's hilarious. I can't get enough of that. Oh, shit, i got to watch that again. And uh, what's really funny is I read that uh, uh, whatever island it was when they filmed that, they actually have, like, a uh, uh, contest there of people who can dance like that, dance like a uh, zombie, I guess. I think I've heard that before.
3: Dude, I I hope
2: it's real. Was it like Haiti or somewhere? I I doubt it's Haiti because nobody wants to dance in Haiti. I mean, Uh, I was just saying that
1: because of the zombies.
2: uh, I'm not sure, honestly, dude. I'm I'm not sure. I think it's just a small, like, bobbing
3: area.
1: (laughs) They don't want to get the fuck out of Haiti. They don't want to dance. Yeah.
2: (laughs) If they dance, it's called running. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you uh, the best thing you get in, in Haiti is malaria.
0: Um, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, I, I love it, man.
2: The movie's fucking insane. The, it just,
1: the first one's crazy enough, man. Part two is just man. They they loaded up the cocaine straws and they just went all out, man.
2: Dude, I don't care if I never see the first one again in my life, but that second one is fucking brilliant. brilliant. You've got the two... Uh, dude, you've got those two black guys, like the, the voodoo dudes or whatever, and I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're doing some sort of voodoo thing in a bathroom. They've got Bernie in a, in a stall.
3: DJ James a is in that, too.
2: Oh, awesome. <laughs> Man. Whatever,
0: I can't get enough of that shit. I really can't. Okay, well, he's about to wipe
2: out the entire population of this island, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, what shit. This? This. I now, mean, he's got shit that nobody makes. Well, what
1: is that? Is I he shooting know.
2: knives <laughs> at people? It was like a taser thing, but he had knives on the end of it. It said were little barbs. He <laughs> <Yeah>, had like Bowie <laughs> knives on there. Oh, Jesus Christ. He sent one bomb, and it blew up all of those. Hey, I like those, uh, you see those stuff propping up those bodies? Those mannequins uh, uh, or whatever? That was awesome. They had the sticks propping them up. <laughs> those are real bodies. Yeah, they all stood there. They got an extra, like... You know, an extra five bucks. There he is, he's just flopping around there. Or an extra donut or some shit, I'm not even sure. Chill out. <sighs> this motherfucker, man.
1: He's just like a fucking soundboard, man. Oh dude, you
2: can't you don't know if he's gonna like kill you or, or blow you.
1: Or both.
2: Yeah, I'm probably then, stabbing you and and just <laughs> Force feeding you cinnamon the whole time.
3: <laughs>
2: what,
1: what is that, a throwback to the Menendez trial? Yeah, yeah, he's all about that Menendez
0: cocktail. Eat this pineapple and blow your load! Oh, fuck yes, man. Let's see how many shots it gets out of this one. Oh yeah. two. Well that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's I weak it was going to get like
2: sixteen out of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fully automatic like rocket launcher. Yeah.
1: It's got the magic uh the magic unlimited ammo.
2: Well dude, it's like that uh, in, in Invasion USA when they go into that into that suburb. And for no reason, start demolishing each house with the uh, rocket launcher and it's It's a rocket launcher you get that's one shot. you only get one shot
0: out of those, and yet they get like eight of them out of one <laughs> I love this shit.
3: <laughs>
2: they start doing those cannonballs like those uh, gorillas in Congo.
1: Like this needs to be like day one film school for mandatory viewing. Like the 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 bonkers shit that's going on here, man. It it, it rivals very few. Yeah.
3: Like
1: it's. Dudes, just jumping off a of platform. Look at that shit!
2: I know it's like dance routines. Yeah, everybody's just doing a different dance, like spazzing out. I mean, look at that! I mean, look at those moves. Look at that! Ugh, <laughs> ugh.
1: Uh. Where did shotgun come from? It, nobody knows. Uh, his ass. I
2: guess he had it, it in just like the whole time.
1: Just appeared.
2: Dude. Oh, it's like in uh, Hard Target when Van Damme shoots uh, Rance Henderson at the end of it and Henderson flies back no shit like 30 feet for no yeah. reason. Which is funny as shit, though. Oh, yeah. foreshadowing. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let those let those titties breathe. <laughs> He's in the gardener's tool shed there. Okay.
1: Man, that's a tiny shed.
0: I know. Oh, give fuck. I like that dude blinking every time a shot comes (laughs) off. (laughs) He's just, like, vibrating. His entire body is
2: vibrating. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's one of the best deaths in this thing. Oh, not that. Not that. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah! Right in the dick. (laughs) Damn. I didn't even remember that. That was hardcore.
1: Now, this is the fucking shot on my box cover here. Of just him blasting dudes with that, like, 50 cal...
2: Yeah.
0: That's, like, iconic Arnold. Yeah. There. This fucker. <sighs> Jesus. How much ammo does he
2: have, though? I mean, look at that. It's not moving. Now that's bigger. That's a lot bigger than it was a second yeah.
1: ago. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, he's just—he's reloading. You're just not seeing it. There we go.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's,
1: good. It's, it's in the cut. It's in the cut. Uh, now, now
2: it's bigger again. Look at that shit, man. He should have ran out like.
1: It. it keeps almost ago. running out, and then the next time it cuts to it, it's it's twice as long. Dude,
0: yeah. Yeah. Who cares? It's Arnold. We don't need continuity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not Man, who
1: nobody cares uh, about her, man. Like
0: He
2: does.
1: He's breaking the fucking that that's breaking the tension, though. Old mustache is not gonna kill her. We know that much. We need more
2: depth. I think it's working up to the graphic sex scene between him and Arnold. Yeah. And just a bunch of force blowing.
1: Just a bunch of like, it's it's really more wrestling than anything. Grunting and wrestling, just who can overpower the
0: other? Yeah, sexually, yeah, they're trying to finish at the same time. <laughs> Okay, he doesn't even have anything in it anymore. What?
2: <laughs> now he's got the shotgun again.
3: <laughs> well, what is that
0: Al? Jesus. Whoa! <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's a different weapon.
1: Okay, come on know. now. That, no, wait, he grabbed that off the ground. He's got his shotgun in his other hand.
3: Yeah,
1: it's not quite as bad as you think.
0: There oh, yeah. we I
1: always love that in action movies. Like they just when the when the gun's empty, they just throw it on the ground
2: like it's worthless now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fucking. Blind, uh huh. It's just like a video game, you know?
1: Yeah. Add me another gun that's loaded. I don't want that empty one that you just gave me.
2: Oh, damn. That'll do it. I how perfect that spread was on his uh, chest.
0: It turned yeah. it into a saltine cracker. <laughs> I like the purple lighting back there. That's that's real cute. Oh,
2: yeah. Like a Prince
3: video.
2: Yeah, for the ambiance,
0: I guess. I'm really wondering who the hell dressed him up. They just took all the clothes off Arnold and put, like, you know, like village people shit on, on that, uh, the Vernon Wells guy. <laughs> there we go. It's not over yet. Jesus. Jesus. He has had about 5,000
2: rounds of ammunition flying at him <laughs> since he got on that island, and that's the
0: first one to hit him. Right. Uh. You know what else Daniel Harris was in was uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's did.
2: Uh, see, I haven't seen that in forever. <clears throat> I think that's on Netflix. Yeah, I just watched that recently. That's with the uh, Christina Applegate? Yeah.
3: And the
0: one I'm thinking about is on Netflix is the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it has been
2: a while. I've I read that from Jimmy. <laughs> on that little video rental right place
0: years ago. Yeah. That uh, really dates it.
2: I only read it because Christina Applegate's in it.
0: Yep.
1: I think a lot of people did. Even though she was like uh, 25 years old playing a like 16-year-old.
0: Uh, Dude. <laughs> I love the villains in these movies. Because they're all so happy to be villains. Yeah. Look at him man. He's like in a state of perpetual orgasm there. (laughs)
3: There we go.
0: That's one load. I get the feeling they
2: have... Uh, the reason they have him fully dressed, though, is because you just not have the physique anywhere right. near like Arnold does. No, but Arnold probably wouldn't have allowed that either. Yeah, I mean, you're right. He said,
1: get a flat girly man in here.
2: Get yeah, a exactly. Just you go
1: to post the office
0: up. and pick up somebody. Just starts feeding him like Doritos and bean dip for weeks in preparation for his role here. Well, you're right. I mean, Arnold did kill, you know, that short dude earlier. Sure did
3: kill
0: him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the eyes, man. The crazy eyes.
3: Yeah.
1: You see those crazy eyes? You better watch out.
0: Oh, there we go. Oh man. Uh oh. See, I like how
2: in most movies I would have killed him. Just coming That's in contact like with electricity.
0: I I guess because of the fishnet shit he's wearing. There we go. There we go. I like the guts right there were just like
2: when the Predator was beating the shit out of him at Predator. You know, just backhanding the fuck out of him. Yeah. There we go. Oh, man, he penetrated him. (laughs) That's what he's wanted the whole time.
0: Look at that shit. (laughs) Dude. There we go. Right off some steam. Ah! <laughs> wow! Well, everybody's dead on that island now. No.
2: I like a Radon charge just, you know, for once. You know, usually in these movies, they tell somebody stay put, and they don't do it, and they have to right. rescue them later. But once she, uh, well, I guess she went to get help. Because there she is, like crash landing into the water there. Yeah. she got a shiver <laughs> of her dad's balls. Look, look at that. That's about to, like, just sink there. But, uh. uh she did train on the Cessna, though. So. Yeah. They should have had her flying a helicopter then. Because they're the same
0: thing. Sure. Why are they all aiming their guns at a girl? Why are they aiming their guns at him? They know who he is. I'm just gonna give him a kiss. It's just bodies. <laughs> Lobbies. rock it's a shame they didn't
2: make a sequel on this
1: wasn't it isn't that what Die Hard was going to be I don't know. Die Hard, was going to be Commando 2? Dude, it may maybe, I don't know. Something was. I, I mean, there there was a sequel planned, but I think there was, you know, he had too much stuff going on or something, and they, and they didn't do it.
0: Shit, yeah, well, he was Die Hard. Was that 88? Yeah, I want to say 87, 88. Trying to think, what Arnold would have been doing then? Or Eighty-seven would have been Predator. But I, I know he was definitely busy as hell right around this time. Yeah, it was Die Hard. Okay, cool. That's, That's interesting. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: I I think it was basically just a script that they just changed a little bit. Yeah,
0: that's Bill Paxton's name. Uh, hmm. Have you seen Double Impact? Here I see what? Double Impact. Oh, Van Damme? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I just I
1: thought that hold on. that electrocution it, yeah. scene reminded me of. Uh, I think Bolo Young gets electrocuted in that movie. It's kind of similar to that to the electrocution. <sighs> Double impact. <laughs> uh, oh
2: yeah, yeah! I remember this. Jeffrey
1: Lewis is in this. Well, you know, it's okay. the one with two of them. It's it's two Van Dams.
2: Yeah. I keep getting that mixed up with the other one that has a double in it.
1: Like, Wait double team? Uh, him and Rodman? Yeah, double team with uh yeah. Yeah. The, I got a funny story about uh double scene. I mean uh about the, a double impact. That was like like I was a huge Arnold I mean huge uh uh Van Damme fan, you know, around that period of time and that had just come out on VHS. I think I got my brother to rent it for me or something, and I had to, like, I, like, had to hide it in my pants because my mom didn't want me to see it. I had to, like, sneak it inside. I was, like, young as hell, like, having to sneak this movie around to watch it. That's... Dedication is
0: what that is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It
1: is. Yeah, that was
2: 91.
1: Uh...
0: And I love that movie, man. Oh, it's good stuff, man. I, see, it's just funny. You look back on it now, and it's like that's really not that bad. No, it's not. I mean, that still like that one's rated R just
2: for the yeah. it's it's intense violence in it, usually.
1: Just for the, I mean, they probably didn't even watch it and rated it R. Um. No, that was just back in the day, man. You could see worse shit than that on television now. Maybe not like the uh, full frontal nudity aspect, but you could see more violence and gore on television easily. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think Dexter, I mean, not not Dexter, uh, Hannibal, has got, like, more gore than I've seen in the majority
2: of, you know, horror movies I've seen. I, dude, I've been really surprised with the stuff they've gotten away with in Hannibal. It. It's like, I mean, some of that shit makes me sick seeing it. Uh, not just the portrayal of it, but the stuff that goes into it. Like, you know, like those uh, those bodies where they were being, uh, I guess, kept alive for a certain amount of time, but they were made into mushroom farms. Shit like that oh, is yeah. just totally twisted and fucked up. Yeah. You know, give me that over Saw any day.
1: Oh, I know. It's not that I'm I'm disappointed or anything, but it does kind of make me, you know, sad that, you know, so many movies were chopped up and, you know, we lost footage from, you know, just because of the violence and the gore when it really wasn't that bad to begin with.
2: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's changed a bit. Uh, it is interesting that the 80s are, are seen as so uh, conservative, I guess, with the, the Reaganism thing. Yeah. But uh, that's when the action movies were so huge. But, well, uh, yeah, I know they had a lot of issues with editing.
0: Well, I mean, like, uh,
1: like the Friday the 13th films, you know, those were, you know, they pretty much made examples out of those during the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, Paramount was a big company, and they ordered all that original stuff to be destroyed. So we don't have that stuff. You know, it's not like other studios that had the negative somewhere. You know, that we were able to go back on. You know, it, it doesn't exist anymore.
2: That's ridiculous. That's that's just that moral crusading shit run rampant that I can't stand.
1: I'm sure there was some reason for doing that as far as Paramount's concerned. I mean, basically because they had no respect for the the films to begin with. But, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe some some, some legal ramifications for doing that.
2: Uh, I'm just not sure. Well, it's funny that, you know, I guess nobody at the time would have given a shit about the kids or teenagers who wanted to watch that at the time. Yeah. And yet, now, they've grown up, and they're the ones paying the money for movie style. Oh, yeah. They're definitely the sure. ones paying
1: for the, you know, the special features and the extra editions and stuff. Yeah. Well, like, uh, you know, there there wasn't really a demand for, like, a director's cut or anything then. You know, now, they would keep all that shit, and they would you know, release it as a uncut or director's edition on DVD or Blu-ray. You know, regardless of how they <sighs> cut it up in the theater.
2: Well, they film whatever they want to. You know, and then they'll cut it however the studio wants to cut it. And just knowing that they'll release a different edition later. Yeah. They don't lose their own... Directors now don't lose their vision like they used to. Yeah.
0: You know there's always an alternative uh.
1: i don't i haven't really ever heard lately of a film like really getting a hard time with the with the m p a a like you know some films will even do it just for the you know publicity for uh, yeah. oh it's just gonna be so hardcore man the m p a a won't even let it come through. You know, yeah, they want not to pass it. They're going to release it all in an uncut director's edition Blu-ray, though. You know,
3: it's just
1: you'd love to see some of that, some of that shit that was on the cutting room floor back in the day. You know,
2: oh man, yeah, definitely.
1: But they really, they they, they really went kind of crazy with that here in that, you know, in the states in the '80s, but. I'm watching a documentary now called uh, Video Nasties. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of that. It was put out by Synapse, uh pretty recently. Yeah,
2: I've, I've heard of it. Uh, I think it's, what's it was it was it a British documentary?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Got a it. British documentary about the. You know, it's basically just about the you know the censorship of horror and exploitation during the '80s. You know, the same you know virtually the same thing that was happening to the uh you know films here in the states was happening over there but a little bit yeah. more hardcore over there because they were basically not even letting some of these films see the light of day but that's a really interesting documentary if you ever get a chance I you know I'll let you borrow it if you want to see it i got oh, yeah uh, part 1 and part 2 put out by uh Severn Films I, mean, I said Synapse earlier. I, I believe it was Severin Films that put those two versions out.
3: You know what's
2: really interesting is about the uh, the uh, the censorship uh, differences between the U.S. and Britain, because I've, I've got a few books on Hammer, and they had a lot of problems with censorship. You know, oh, they really? were pushing the boundaries of war and everything at that time, and. uh but it's fascinating. One of them uh, has like side-by-side comparisons of the censor's notes from Britain and then the censor's notes from America. And whereas Britain was all about, you know, the uh, the sexual aspect and the yeah. violence, America was more about any religious aspect. That's... Really? That, um, yeah, you could get away with that in Britain. You were more likely to, and and uh, you know you couldn't get away with the violence and stuff. Whereas you could get away with that here. It's interesting oh. those uh, those differences there. Uh, this is back in the fifties and sixties, you know. But I imagine there was still still some of that going
0: on in the uh, in the eighties, definitely. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But. uh Yeah, yeah, that that censorship thing
2: has been an uphill battle for uh, people in the the industry. Because it it wasn't so much like, you know, film started, and it started to become really big in the 10s, 1910s, and uh, the 20s, but there was really no regulation of it. So when you had the first, you know, universal horror cycle come in, you have some weird shit. Like, look at freaks, man. That movie is insane. I can't watch it. It's fucking disturbing. It really is. And uh, you know, it freaks is one of the main reasons the Hayes Code was brought in. So you can look at a movie in 1932 when Freaks came out, and you know, just just a few years later, look at look at 19, uh, you know, 30 what's well, 1935, Bride of Frankenstein. You know, uh, James Whale got in trouble for. Having the Christ image of uh, a Frankenstein monster in the woods. Right. And today it's like, what the fuck ever? But, you know, they didn't want that. Uh, You know, it it was interesting how they cracked down on it. That's why the universal horror cycle of the very early 30s is nothing like the horror cycle of the 40s. The 40s is just tame. And that's why I think horror at that time became more geared towards children because they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't do a whole lot with it. You know, they couldn't really push the envelope. Right. And, you know, whereas that would have really affected adult viewership. Kids didn't give a shit. They just wanted to see these monsters, you know.
3: So I think right. that's
2: why I started to get geared towards that. I think censorship had a lot to do with them. With it getting
1: geared towards a younger audience?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's why you had Dracula and Frankenstein. They were both, you know, pretty, you know, terrifying in their own right in the original versions. There's nothing like that later.
1: Um, yeah, I guess I can kind of understand that.
3: Uh,
2: you know, any, any of that, uh, even with the Godzilla movies, the originals, is dark and and kind of depressing but it became more you know for children later on that's fine I like both aspects of it 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 actually helps stuff like that continue you know that's why it's lasted as long as it has because it's you know you can you can do
0: what you want with it
3: yeah Um, but
2: uh yeah I've heard of that video nasties thing and I actually really would like to check it out because that censorship for me is a big. It's it's a very interesting thing, just how it changes yeah. and how it actually does affect. You know, it, yeah. you know, it affects. Uh, uh, it, it, I don't know. It is censorship is both affected by, you know, uh, the popular norms of that time, and it also affects it as well. Right, um, so it's it's kind of interesting.
1: <clears throat> it really gets into the uh, politics of it because it was really yeah. uh, you know a politically motivated thing. You, oh, you, yeah, you really enjoy it. I've, oh, I've I'm always sure. known about the video Nazis. You know, it's a certain group of films that basically just weren't ever allowed to even come out. You know, oh you, know, you yeah. got your uh, you know. I spit on your grave is probably the most you know most popular one because they really uh, you know went after that one hard and uh, like like Evil Dead actually fought against it and they they were able to win you know Evil Dead was able to actually come out like it went to jury and everything or it, it had a uh, you know a trial yeah and uh, you know it was it was voted on. And evil did, you know, I think it was relatively tame compared to a lot of those other films. But basically, you know, the ones the, the rape revenge films they were really big on. Um, you know, a lot of the exploitation films, you know, uh yeah. Yeah, um Last House on the Left, uh uh Driller Killer, stuff like that. They're they're uh, you know, really, really uh came down on those hard. And they actually prosecuted some of these, uh, you know, the uh, the owners of these uh, distribution companies for, uh, you know, distributing lewd material, essentially. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they, these people did jail time. I mean,
2: not, not a whole lot of people, but some. That's why I'm saying I'm moral crusading goes a bit far. You had this place, definitely.
3: Yeah
2: because you didn't go too far the other way. But, uh, uh, that, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. That was that was the case. Yeah. Uh, I, I know some of those movies didn't see the light of day in Britain and Ireland and stuff like that until, like, the 2000s,
1: you know? Oh, yeah, just recently, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, Savage Streets and Miss 45 and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it, it, it didn't even come out there. So, you know, these people were, you know, you know bootlegging the stuff, you know, 15 years ago, just so I could watch it,
2: you know? Yeah. Well, they had to, you know. Yeah, you you know, when you do shit like that, you create an underground uh, consumer base. And then they bitch about that. But uh, it's going to be that. It's going to be that supply and demand no matter what the fuck you do. Even in totalitarian regimes somebody's going to find a way. That's what the black market's for. Yeah. And uh, honestly, movies like that, they're not subversive. The only people who get influenced by stuff like that to imitate anything they see and stuff like that are people who are already going to do it. Right, right. It just needed a catalyst, you know? Yeah. And it it, it, would have...
1: It would have been something else
2: had it not been whatever, you know? They were just waiting for that to happen. And uh, you can't blame, like, Grand Theft Auto and shit like that. I don't, right. Uh, you know, I, do I think that movies and stuff can influence people? Yeah. Yeah, I certainly do. You know, uh, that's that's why advertising works like it does. Right. So you can do the same fucking thing with movies. Like... It's not quite the same when you've got ridiculous, like, you know, crime sprees going on in movies. Your average yeah. person is not going to think about doing that. They're gonna watch the movie, and say, "That was cool." Like these action movies, man. You, I'm mellow as fuck, but I don't want to sit there getting a fucking, yeah. uh, you know, a, a big ass jeep with Uzis and blasting yeah. away people.
1: No. I think we're good examples because, like, I mean, I I know that, you know, me personally, I I like some of those vile shit on earth, you know, video games, everything, violent, you know, everything. I played when I was Mm -hmm. young. I watched this stuff when I was young. You know, I never really did anything that extreme, you know.
2: I mean, I I really think
1: it It, it boils down to, you know, how you're raised, basically. I mean, you you know right from wrong, this is fantasy, you know? It's not, you know, it's not real life, you know? I think that's the separation that, that, you know, is missing, the difference between reality and fantasy. Yeah. That, you know, that's that's some sort of a, uh, you know, psychosis there. Oh,
0: dude, that's something that, you know... Uh, I don't know. It's not like a movie makes a bracelet. Right.
2: You know, it's just like we were saying earlier, anything could have caused it, you know.
1: Well, I mean, it's just the same thing as saying that, you know, guns are the reason for all this violence. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, definitely it's a part of it. But, you know, guns don't kill people, you know, the as the old adage goes, you know. Yeah. But that's a whole different discussion. But I do think it, you know, it is in the same realm as... It is.
0: Definitely. (laughs) I mean, it's censorship of our... That was a fun movie,
1: though.
2: I enjoyed watching that.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm going to go
1: out and kill some people now.
2: Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's both do that. Let the FBI know what we're up to.
3: <laughs>
2: At least it's, it's, it's documented now. Can you imagine both of us going to, like, you know, like Puerto Rico with no shirt, you know, oh, yeah. just running around like that with that paint all over our bodies? And we've got so this, we have this old man ammunition. with us.
1: We've got yeah. this old man with us who's dead. And he keeps dancing. Yeah.
2: He's our sidekick, our dead sidekick.
1: I'll be Andrew McCarthy, you'll be Jonathan Silverman. There
2: we go. Uh, see that see, we pretty much just uh came up with the uh the script for dead heat. <laughs>
1: Man, Dead Heat, man. It it sounds like such a good movie, but it's not.
2: No, it's... uh, Dead Heat, to me, seems like a movie that that came out with a script, really wanted to do it. They wanted to get better actors than it did, or higher-grade actors than it did, but had to settle. It was like Joe Piscopo in
3: that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Joe Piscopo is... I mean, he was only in movies for like a three-year stretch. Yeah, You know, and Treat Williams, who I actually really do like, uh, is all about B-grade shit.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, because, like, the other night, I was like, you know what? I'm either going to watch Deep Rising or The Substitute 4. And and I chose The Substitute 4. I was like, well, I'm just picking between Treat Williams movies. So let's just throw the End of Days in there, too, which is a terrible fucking movie. End of days?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, I
0: don't think so. Oh, you liked it with Schwarzenegger and all that? Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I tell you why. Let's watch that one at some point. Because I haven't seen it since it came out ninety
2: nine. I didn't like it when it came out. I mean, it's stupid, but yeah. I mean, I, I think it's
1: good for a stupid movie. I don't take it seriously.
2: At, at this point, I might enjoy it. But that, you know, at, at, in the late 90s, I didn't watch this stuff.
3: so Dude,
2: I remember Tree Williams as the devil and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: No, <laughs> the only no part I up,
3: remember. Uh, it, it,
1: it's
2: not Tree Williams. It's not the devil.
1: It's oh. It's that oh, Irish show. remember That shows how much.
2: Um, Gabrielle Byrne. Oh, shit. Okay. I get them confused. I just remember him, like Otto was hanging out of a sill, and he, like, comes up over the window and, like, steps on his hand or some shit. Yeah. Arnold sounds exactly like Chewbacca when he screams. <laughs> That's what I laughed.
1: I was just looking at the Substitute movie. So Treat Williams was in 2, 3, and 4. Yes. So Tom Barringer was in the first one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I picked up the four pack. And, uh, you know, I I love the first one. It's fun as hell. Uh, I watched the second one. I can't remember if I watched three or not.
1: But, uh, okay. Did you know they made a class in 1999
2: too? No.
1: It's called The Substitute.
2: What the fuck? Let me look it up. With the number two in there, please tell me the number two is in that. I think it is, man. The substitute. Me... Oh, wait, no.
1: <laughs> Not the substitute. uh in nineteen ninety-nine. Two, uh, the substitute. How did Jesus it come out? Jesus of... Christ!
0: It came out the same year as the first one. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh, wait, no,
1: 94, it's saying here. I don't know why that's, that's wrong on IMDb. It's uh,
2: 94, I'm sorry. Okay. It's so I, I have here. to be direct the VHS. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it has
1: awesome. uh, Sasha Mitchell in it, Nick Cassavetti. Oh, dude. Uh, a bunch of people I've never heard of before. Directed by Spiro Razatos.
2: I have no idea who
1: that
0: is. Um, see. he's worked on a lot of big films. I don't think he was directing though.
1: Let's see, he's assistant director on like big movies, dude. Fast and Furious 7, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Fast and Furious 6, Total Recall, X Men First Class, Expendables. Damn. So. I'm busy lately. He's, he's the AD on a ton of shit,
0: dude. Hmm. So, but, uh.
2: That's weird that that didn't come up when I looked up Class of 99 on, uh, Amazon last night. Sasha Mitchell, dude, he is
1: in some shit. We need to do a retrospective on him,
0: dude.
2: I just he remember, was, you know, him in Step by Step, and then why well, he was uh, accused of domestic abuse against his girlfriend or something. Oh, really? And that I think that ruined his what career he had.
1: No, uh, he was in like Kickboxer two, three, and four.
2: Oh, okay, so they pretty much just filmed him, yeah, up yeah. his girlfriend and made movies yeah. on it. Okay, yeah. dude,
1: when you're when you're a black belt, I mean, you've got some liberties, you know. I mean, they just need to learn to not be so goddamn mouthy, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Damn. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I'm guessing that, that class of 1992 probably has a class of 1999 part 2 probably has an alternate title that it's probably more well known for here in the U.S.
2: I would, I would think so. Um,
1: oh, my book.
2: That's awesome, though. When I've looked that one up. I've really enjoyed class of 99. Dude, as crazy as that one was, I can only imagine what what this one is like. Uh, Dude, it probably looks like total shit. I was actually impressed with some of the special effects. uh, Just because of how low budget I know they had to have been. Uh, Well, Stacy Keats with
1: a white uh, Asian mullet. Dude. Is enough to get my butt in the seat, dude. That,
2: anything. His eyes, like, the first scene you see of him is looking at the back of his head with that, that, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. It looks like a, you know, like some half-ass mullet thing. It's pitch, it's just like bone white. And then, uh, he turns around and he's got those contacts where his eyeballs, like, it's like dilated, like, so bad. Uh, they're so tiny. His people are so fucking tiny. And they like that the whole time. And they never explained it. They never do. I thought, surely, they're going to say wise eyes were like that. They never did.
3: No, no need
2: to. No. Pure. No, proud pure. Proud Dude, And then he starts seductively eating that banana. <laughs> uh... It was, uh, I knew, I knew as soon as I saw that, because I started
0: laughing, I did not stop like five minutes. Uh I knew when I saw that, I was in for a treat. Yeah, that's a hell of a banana. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty happy banana, too, I think. Yeah. I kept taking my side of it, but it kept getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, Stacey Keach, just known for his fellatio skills. (laughs) I'm
2: I'm really curious how many people will be listening at this point.
3: (laughs)
0: Sure, sure. Talking about Stacey Keach blowing everybody. you know uh,
2: you know what we could do is, uh of course this is over three hours but i've got that 42nd street forever blu you ready you heard of 42nd street forever is
1: that that's trailers right
2: yeah yeah it's all exploitation trailers that's all it is yeah i've heard of it i've wanted to pick it up Man, there's some there's some great stuff on here
3: because
2: it's all over the place. It is just some fucked up shit. This crap from, like, uh like late sixties. Uh, you know, it's that uh, that stuff. It, it's kind of like softcore porn, I guess, for the late sixties. But it's all middle aged men screwing like teenage girls and shit. It's really creepy. That's the plot. It, it, well, I, I don't know. I, it, all I see is the trailers. It's like you've got these, these pudgy dudes are, like seducing these like eighteen year old girls, and it's stuff you don't want to see. There's a reason that you know, like porn, they pick dudes who are fit. I mean, you don't yeah. want to see hot, hot cocks on there, but you don't want to see like nasty flaccid monsters everywhere either. I guess. Um. Yeah,
0: I guess. No, well, I mean this. Uh, it, it, like, uh, let's see,
2: Black Samson to Flesh Gordon. Uh, that is born dude, yeah. right? Flesh Gordon is. <laughs> yeah, it goes all over the place, man. You know, and they got the Pink Angels, which is funny. Uh, and you can get that one for cheap in a pack. That's about a gay motorcycle gang. Uh, What's the it's name of it? Fucked up. The Pink Angels.
1: Okay. It's really nah.
2: retarded. This is some
1: like yeah, exactly Forty Second Street stuff. Like some some Maybe. of the uh, the the cheap theaters there.
2: Oh, the awesome shit that they played just back before you they cleaned the block
1: up?
0: and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's just some of that stuff is—it's
2: for me—it's kind of uncomfortable watching a man in his like mid fifties pawing at a you know, you know, a teenager. Well, I can understand that. I think it would be uh, more
1: frightening if if you weren't disturbed by it. I uh,
2: I guess so. I I actually skipped through those, but. You know, some of the others are great, though. Like, they're, they're horse stuff they have in there. They have uh, martial arts stuff. Like, they have the little Wolf and Cubs stuff on there. Um, oh, that's cool. The sci-fi, all over the place. It's, it's kind of good helping. You know, they release a lot of DVDs of that stuff, too. This is just kind of a best of.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that that was a pretty successful set. They put a lot of those out. Yeah. Like just just trailers.
2: Oh, dude, I'd, I'd actually love to get some of the specific trailer packs if they have them. Like if I I can find one of just like black exploitation, I'd love to have that. <clears throat> or you um, know, old <clears throat> like seventies horror. I'd love to have that horror and sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, anything so,
0: but that, that. That weird shit. but it's like it's trailers
2: mostly for stuff that you can get in those like $5 bargain sets from Mill Creek
1: (laughs) you mean the movies
2: you can actually get in those yeah the movies yeah Yeah. um but that that Peak Angels though I have to I have to mention one thing about that it's like like I said it's a gay biker game that's stereotypically gay This is back in the 70s. And they have, for whatever reason, a military general is obsessed with finding them and stopping them from being gay or whatever. Right, well, sure. And uh, and he he spends a movie going after them. And, uh, I mean, this is actually what's going to probably prompt people to actually pick it up. He finally gets them. And the last scene is them all hanging down from trees dressed as women. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It like it's like weird in that, you know, uh funny, offensive kind of way. Yeah. And then it just takes that dark ass turn in the last like minute of it for no reason. Like I was laughing and then it was like, what the fuck? And then I start laughing again.
3: <laughs> uh
2: it, it's it's a movie that's well worth checking out. <laughs> Man, that sounds pretty cool. Well, see, I love stuff like that. I love stuff that's politically incorrect.
3: Cause yeah, that, oh, that yeah. Political
2: correctness stuff is just boring to me. It's lame. Like here's one thing I noticed about the Substitute Four, because. In, in, in The Substitute for he's no longer a mercenary for hire. He's a detective, which makes no sense. Uh, and he's hired by one of his old like general friends or whatever to go uh-huh. to this military academy, which has been taken over uh, by a white supremacist group called the Werewolves. And that's where Patrick Kirkpatrick comes in. He's the leader of them. This movie... It's, I mean, it's white supremacy, you know, they're all hating on minorities, even though the Academy is full of minorities, and it makes no sense.
0: Uh,
2: and they don't, oh, the worst thing he says is, uh, oh shit, what does he say? Like, they don't use normal racial sorters, there are none in an entire movie with white supremacists, there's not one racial sorter. Which was highly disappointing. Uh, he ca- Oh, he calls a multiculturalist. And he, uh, I mean, he keeps saying that, Not like he's calling the N word and shit like that. Right. But he's saying multiculturalist. It's like, who the fuck are you? Are you like a, a sociology professor or some shit? Because he's like, he keeps saying that with just this poison in his. And his voice, you know. But it is, it's the most PC movie I've seen about white supremacists. <laughs> and it was really funny watching it, how they neutered the hell out of it. Because they should have been offensive as hell. They should have. Yeah, why not? Why not? If you're tackling, if you're, if you're uh, tackling something like that, that's what you do. Yeah, because they're not going to say multiculturalist. They're not going to do that. What is that the
1: that's the uh, the slur? Like that's the, the derogatory well,
2: term. Yeah, yeah. He's like the thing is, his like daughter works in a bar around there, and uh, his ex-wife is dating a black man, and he's like, "She's such a multiculturalist. I don't want you anywhere near her."
3: <laughs>
2: what the? Yeah, fuck? Yeah, that's what he would say. Yeah, exactly. That's all. He's the worst thing that came out of it was this scrawny, like ninety pound piece of crap denying the Holocaust in it, which was just really stupid.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, speaking of this, you uh, reminded me of something. Uh, are you familiar with uh, the Zebra Killer? With what one? The Zebra Killer. The Beeper Killer. Zebra. Oh, zebra.
2: No, no, I'm not.
1: This was in the, uh, let's see, 70s, I think late, late 70s. There was a group of uh, radical Muslims in the U.S. that targeted white people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the main guy, um, his name was JCX uh, Simon. He just died in uh, prison uh,
0: on March 12th. Basically, oh. the complete opposite of what you were talking about. This is a a,
1: a black radical who who targeted white people and uh,
2: uh, killed fourteen people in San Francisco. It's, it's it's the same principle. to me, there's no difference. If you if you have a racial agenda, no matter what fucking color you are, you're a monster.
3: Uh, yeah,
2: I agree. I mean, that was a tough time in America,
1: but. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of surprised this is not more well-known, because I'd never even heard of this before. I saw somebody posted about him the other day that he just, you know, he passed away in prison at the age of 69 in uh, San Quentin.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, Well, well, dude, there's actually a story that most people I don't think know about that occurred in New Orleans in the, uh, I think in either the late 70s or early 80s. Where a black guy named Mark Essex actually holed up in the Hilton down there, and went on a kind of a racial cleansing thing, trying to kill white people. Even though the first victim of his was a black man, um, he was fucked up in the head. Now,
0: Mm-mm, I had never I, I heard I of it answer.
2: either. It's pretty fascinating because. Like, uh, he was going through, I, I can't remember how many people he killed. He killed quite a few. But uh, the way they killed him, finally, is they had a gunship over the hotel, and they gunned him down on the top of that hotel. I mean, you can see pictures of his body just riddled with bullets.
3: Uh,
2: <clears throat> yeah, man. Killed
1: uh, nine people, five policemen, wounded yeah. 13 others. Yeah.
2: They went to his house or his apartment afterward and found a scroll she had about the white devil and all that crap on the walls. Um, he was only 23 years old when they killed him. Yeah, I read about his background, and he, he was actually from, uh, I think, the North or Midwest or so. So Kansas. he didn't deal with a lot of racial issues growing yeah. up. It wasn't until he joined the military and was stationed in the South. Where he started getting treated like crap and he took it in a horrible oh. way.
1: Um, yeah, you know, it it, it kind of brings a, a question to mind. Uh, then we can wrap this up in a little bit if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, they always say that, you know, serial killers are white males, you know, like 99% or whatever. Oh, no. And, you know, we just discussed, you know, two that aren't. And that, that's you, been proven to be a fallacy. I mean it's somebody's somebody's uh forging the numbers on
2: that, you know? Well that's not uh, the that's Atlanta not right. child Killer was a black guy. Right. Uh, there that was another the, guy you know, the, in Kentucky recently
1: who was the Well the I belt oh, the beltway people. sniper. Yeah. The Malvo
2: guy. No, whites from what I've read, whites—the serial killing thing—is not a color issue. Whites are more prone to doing, you know. Uh, I think more like uh, I'm trying to think of uh, how to describe
0: it.
2: I, I think it's crimes that involve more fault. Uh, it's not a racist thing. Me saying that—it's like, I mean, like premeditation. Like, yeah, like you could compare like the Atlanta child killer guy—I can't remember his name—to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, you know a, a white person's more likely to go way out there with what they do uh, than a black person is, and I think but just as far just as far as from statistics, as as
1: far as uh, the police are concerned, a, a white guy may be able to get away with it longer too. Yeah. um just because they might blend in a little bit more or be less of a uh, profiling issue or something like that. It, yeah, I, I believe that totally, yeah. Um, you know, who knows? Probably depends on where, you know, where it's happening, too, how, how you know, racially diverse is the area where it's happening.
2: Yeah. It's interesting looking at the statistics, but any statistic needs to be taken with grain of salt. So any of them. That's, that,
1: yeah, absolutely. So people need to keep in mind when they always quote statistics all the time.
2: Yeah, people see numbers and they're automatically like, "Okay, this is official." Yeah. Like, no, know yeah. it's not. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you you know you you surveyed ten people on Hollywood Boulevard. You know that's not a very good you know cross section of the
2: population. No, that, that's a horrible, you know, a horrible uh, baseline for anything. But, you know, that's what a lot of these uh, media sites do. You know, like, shit, you'll have them, like, somebody based in New York will go out on the street, interview, like, 50 people in New York, and use that as, like, well, you know, statistics show that this many people out of so-and-so will uh, think this. It's like, no, you went on one street in New York. (laughs) You know, New York is not indicated the entire nation.
1: No, that and that's the problem. They always try to say they know what America wants or needs. They go to these people, you know, these these places that are, you know, hotbeds for you know liberals and liberal thought, liberal agenda, you know. And that's not what is you know the majority of America, you know.
2: That's why I don't think that having the national government at DC is the best idea for the nation mm-hmm. as a whole. Just because somebody in D.C. does not know what somebody down here wants, but then again, somebody down here definitely does not know what somebody in Oregon wants. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. was perfect during the colonial era. You know, it was absolutely perfect then. It was smack in the middle of all that. Now it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty... and You know, you elect a congressman here who maybe at first knows what his constituents want here, he moves to D.C. and stays there for a while. He starts getting influenced by that. He has no idea what anybody wants here after living in D.C. for yeah. you know, 20, 30 years. He has no clue. Absolutely. He's out of touch. Out of That's touch. why I exactly. think any, uh, any, any elected representative, sure, he needs to go to D.C. for you know, when Congress is in session or anything, but any other time, he needs to get his ass back home. And keep yep. in touch with his people because his life is no longer his at that point. His life is given to the public good. That's the way it yep. should be. You know, it's not—it's not a whole thing where they just keep making shitloads of money and all of that. It shouldn't be like that. You know, that's—that's. That's, but for me, when you work for the public like that, you give your life over to them, just like you know a monk would
0: to a church or anything yep. like that. That's the way it should be. Well, that's
1: not not the way it is. I've been to D.C. twice before, and and I think I know what the people there want. I think they they want their alcohol, and they want their crack rock. (laughs) (laughs)
3: The
2: bears do, definitely. (laughs) No, I'm
3: just joking.
2: Yeah. A lot of them do, though. Yeah.
1: Man, that's a dump, Man. man. It was actually... I don't think I actually like. We stayed in D.C. when I went with my parents in the early '90s. Like we actually stayed in the, you know, mm-hmm. in, in D.C. The last time I went, we we stayed outside, and uh, I believe we we're in Maryland, just right outside the city limits, and we were kind of, you know, segregated from a lot of that inner city stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was rough. We went there in the '90s. It was, it was a rough city. I will tell you what.
2: Oh man, I've been there once uh i took the uh shit i can't remember what they call it but uh put the little train there from with my dad to uh we were staying in baltimore and we went down to dc to the smithsonian which i love the smithsonian but uh you know we we walked over to ford's theater it was closed at the time and the entire street had been torn up they were redoing it all oh really so it really wasn't the best time for that. But the Smithsonian was cool.
1: Oh man. You
2: you could you could spend a
1: week. You could spend a week of your life in the Smithsonian and not see everything there. Yeah. Yeah, we were only there for a few hours. I know. So. Like I when I went in the nineties, you know, it, it it had changed a lot. The last time I went, you know, they changed everything there all the time. But like we spent a whole day there and it wasn't
2: nearly enough time. Oh, man, I, the only two places I was able to hit was, uh, I hit the Holocaust Museum first, and then I went to the natural, um, I guess the natural history museum. Yeah. And I had to see the dinosaurs.
1: I know, man. That's great. Great displays there.
2: The, uh, I went to the American history area, but they were closing that one an hour early, of course, that day. So I hold ass in there trying to see what I could. I sold the Hollywood stuff, like, you know, Archie Bunkers and Edith's uh, chairs. to Wall of the Family and stuff like that. Uh, but, I mean, I had to get back out quickly, too. So after that, Dan and I just walked around looking at the monuments.
1: Yeah, that's stuff you can do after hours, too.
2: That's... Honestly, as hot as it gets there, since that place was originally a swamp, what you do during the peak daylight hours and peak heat hours is stay inside. When everything shuts down in the evening, then go walking to check out everything.
1: Man, we went in July a few years ago, and, you know, we thought it was hot here. You know, we, we were coming from, like, you know, Mississippi summertime. Like, oh, hey, yeah. okay, man, we'll get a, you know, a little bit of a break here in uh, in Washington. And it was, like, some of the hottest times they'd ever had on record there, you know. And it was, like, fucking mm-hmm. just as hot or hotter with 100% humidity, you know. we Just what we were used to. We're like, God damn it, it sucks here. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's funny, even going that, that high up north, it, it's, like, no different. We were there in uh, May, I think it was, and... Yeah, man, it's muggy as shit. Yeah, uh, like you said, I think yeah. it's just because
1: it used to be a swamp like that. Is probably no. why. I'm sure it may be a little yeah. bit better, like in
2: Baltimore. Uh, dude, Baltimore. I I like Baltimore. There are parts I like, but the Chesapeake Bay right there, who oh, like shit. <laughs> Uh, there was trash all in there, like turds, just, just, and you know, like, dude, like we were walking, and uh, there were uh, homeless people in the bushes squatting, popping squats, like every other bush. Somebody was dropping deuces. The only
1: thing I know about Baltimore is uh, the wire, So yeah, that, that sounds about right.
3: Yeah, from
2: what I'm used yeah, it to. Was, you know, it was uh, not what I expected. You know, we walked to uh, the cemetery where Edgar Allan Poe was buried,
3: which was really oh, yeah. cool.
2: Uh, you know, I, at this point, I regret it. It would have been a little more of a wall, but I wish I'd gone up to see where uh, John Wilkes Booth is buried. Uh, oh, yeah. That would have been interesting. Um, but I didn't do that. I I want to go back to New England really bad. I just like I said, the Chesapeake Bay, man. I look down there, and it's just nothing but shit. And there's ducks in there looking for something to eat. You know, sea turds. It was just goddamn. And the worst crab cake I've ever had in my life was in Baltimore, (laughs) which was which made it more disappointing. Probably like a thirty dollar plate of crab cakes too. It was not cheap. Yeah.
0: They gave me two
2: of them. I ate one. And I took the other one back to the hotel, and my dad ate it. I think I heard him in the dark eating it and crying. (laughs) It just tastes like sand. Yeah, it's just, it tastes like asshole, because that's all the Chesapeake Bay was. (laughs) I think parts are really cool to walk through, though. Really, like some of the old uh, colonial uh, parts of it. <laughs> Although, for some, you know, for somebody my size, or for anybody's size nowadays, those doors are way too small. The alleys are way too thin. Yeah. I just I don't even know how anybody could get through there, uh, unless you're like four feet tall. Yeah, my. Some of that some of that historical stuff was really cool to see. I'm not ripping on all of Baltimore by any means. But uh that Chesapeake Bay needs to be fucking cleaned. There was no excuse for that.
1: Um I keep thinking of uh Charlie on uh There's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he was trying to eat those damn barnacles. Yeah. Oh. He was trying to fry up those uh, those delicious little crabs. They... Oh. And then, uh, was it you and me that were watching an episode of uh, of Dirty Jobs when he was cleaning those damn barnacles off? Yeah.
2: Of that, of yeah, that fucking America, uh, buoy? Call, uh, yeah. yeah, you could just see them. Man, Dude, that was nasty. coming off you imagine
1: eating that shit god, I don't know i no, know sure people are eat eating them if those things tasted remotely good at all we would eat them because they're everywhere
0: oh I yeah bet they're were, so easy to, to grow but they're
1: god awful
0: uh, every
2: one of them when you bite into it probably tastes like a fresh fart I bet it's that
0: bad
1: and the way they were acting uh, when they were about that smell when they were like basically fucking power chiseling those things off of there.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's gross. I mean, you just imagine that—that that, you know—that seawater smell, you know, yeah. shit that lives in the ocean, combined with the gaping like prolapse. It's just terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. Dude, I just, I also have
2: to say this. So last night when I went to Walmart to get my grocery shopping done, I went, at, I went not late just after midnight because nobody's there. Right. The stalkers, And I walked down the aisle. I'm trying to find plastic cups and the stalkers there squatting down, trying to fix up everything on the bottom row. And dude, the smell was awful. If he just caught one, I guess, thinking nobody <laughs> was going to come over there. And it was like, it had to have been a 10, 15-foot radius around him of just fart. <laughs> it was one of those sulfur ones, too, like pungent. Like, every time you inhaled, it was just fresh. Yeah. Just burn like, burning you just your nose. Tasted on your tongue and shit. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I had to just walk away. It was just bad.
0: Like walking past a lumber mill or some shit, a oh, tire fire. I just—I'm
2: curious what he ate. Smell like he eat one of those dollar burritos that he had picked up in the deli. <laughs> I just—I just wanted to point that out for any poor uh, still listening. Uh, pretty sure I took care of him. I, I'm sure. Has anybody chimed in on this call that you could tell?
1: Uh, there was a guest in here earlier, but they left. Oh,
2: that's
3: unfortunate.
1: I can't imagine why. <sighs>
2: um.
1: But, uh, oh, yeah, you want to go ahead and get off of here?
3: Sure, that's fine. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, well, uh, we thank you for listening. For those of you, if you still listen, and, uh, We'll uh, talk to you next time. Uh, Give us any kind of uh, recommendations, uh, reviews, any of that good stuff. Talk to you next time.